0: You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hi, everybody. It's Claire at the American Council of the Blind. I'm the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist And welcome to another episode, the first episode of the ACB Advocacy Update for 2019. It's exciting. Um, So today you get me and only me, so be excited. Woo! Um, No, I promise we'll have a guest back next week. Um, But today you get me. We just wanted to check in, talk a little bit about what's going on, um, say hello for the new year, and get us, you know, kicked off. So I should say I'm not alone, though. I do have my guide dog, Kodiak, in the room, so he's here here for the moral support, but if you hear snoring, that's not me. That's my dog. Um, yeah, so welcome to 2019. Um, we're going to be kicking off with some really great episodes coming up in the next few weeks with some really great... Um, uh, guest speakers so please stay tuned for that um, just as a little spoiler we have some really cool things we'll be talking about things like employment of people with disabilities the media portrayal of those in the blind community autonomous vehicles something i know i'm really excited about and i think a lot of the blind community is so please stay tuned we have some really cool things coming up in future episodes um, also as we always say remember you can always email us at advocacy at acb.org. again that's advocacy at acb.org. you can email us to talk about any issues that are going on any things you need help with um, again I'm the advocacy and outreach specialist that's my job to help you guys if you're facing any discrimination if you need services anything like that that's what I'm here for so please please email us with any questions and also feel free just to email Email us to check in if you have episode or ideas of episodes for the podcast. You know, just let us know what's going on. That's what we're here for. Also, just a fun little thing to talk about, Um, Congress, officially, the new Congress was officially sworn in today. Uh, I don't know when you'll be hearing this, but when we're recording, it's January 3rd. So new Congress kicking up. So that's really exciting for those of us who work on advocacy here in the national office. Uh, We deal a lot with Congress, um, laws that are important to the blind community, laws that might not have as... good uh, impact on the blind community. We're constantly keeping an ear to what's going on on the Hill. So just exciting to know that Congress is kicking off the 116th Congress. So keep, you know, keep an ear out for that and we'll be doing the same thing. Um, So I thought today our episode won't be quite as long because it is just me. I guess I could talk to myself, but I probably shouldn't do that. But I just thought a fun thing we could go through is a few of the different articles that we've been posting on our website and that have been going out to some of our listservs as just a fun way to highlight some of the things that are going on. Um, Our awesome and amazing um, executive assistant, Kelly Gask, is constantly staying up to date on uh, social media. Um, to talk about different issues going on that impact the blind community, the disability community, the ACB community. So we encourage people to really check out Facebook, um, different forms of social media, get on our listservs because Kelly and other members of our staff are constantly getting information out there that can be really beneficial, interesting, informative for our blind community of ACB. So with that, I thought I would just highlight a few articles that have come out over the last two or three weeks as just a fun teaser to let you guys know, again, what's being sent out Um, and things, just some really awesome articles that affect us as persons who are blind or visually impaired, the disability community as a whole just some fun things. Some are really factual and informative. Some are more, you know, anecdotal and just ideas to chew on from our perspective as blind individuals. Some are more, um, involved with what the government is constantly doing. So kind of a fun, fun, um, array I'll use that word a fun array of different things that we can talk about as people who are blind or visually impaired so this is just a little teaser a little taster but again I thought just kind of with this week in transition we'd go ahead and talk about a few of these articles or again I should say I can talk to myself about them Um, So one of the cool first articles that Kelly sent out that I saw um, on our listservs and through Facebook was the idea of a woman who is blind herself, visually impaired, actually a professor from UC Berkeley. It's exciting because I'm from California. Uh, And she wrote an article called Flying While Blind. And she talked all about what it's like to receive accommodations or services as somebody with a disability, as somebody who's blind while flying. Um, I like she used the term we're experienced blind people and I, I identify the same way I'm an experienced blind person I've been doing it for many many years um, but people tend to think of us um, as people with disabilities who need help in everything we do so she talked about the idea that when she gets on the airplane, um, they constantly or instantly you know, think she needs help with everything. Which, don't get me wrong, that's a good thing, that under you know the Air Carriers Access Act and the Americans with Disabilities Act, we are supposed to re- uh, receive accommodations, reasonable accommodations, which, as somebody with a legal background, I love. But putting that aside for a second... People instantly think that we need help with everything we do. They make assumptions that, oh, because so-and-so is blind, she must need help buckling her seatbelt. She must need help um, knowing um, what to do in the case of an emergency. And while it's important that these rights aren't forgotten about, she really shined a really cool perspective on how she has just as... Um, and the same abilities to do things, and even in certain circumstances, the you know, an advantage to dealing with situations on a plane. So, she talked about the fact that she was tall, so she could put her suitcase. Uh, by herself up in the the overhead compartments that she's flown a million times, so she knows exactly where you know the different uh, resources are and what have you in the plane. So I thought it was just cool to kind of flip the perspective a little bit because as somebody who's blind, I feel the same way. She also talked about the fact that um, they had told her in cases of emergency she's supposed to stay put and somebody will come and help her well, first of all, give me a break. In the case of an emergency, you're going to fend for yourself. But she also brought up the really cool idea that if all the lights go out on the plane, she's probably going to have an advantage because we know how to get around in the dark. So, again, kind of taking these ideas and flipping them on their head to look at things in a different different way. So kind of pushing back against those misconceptions about how we need help as people who are blind or have disabilities. Um, she gave this really cool... Um, alternative idea that the man sitting next to her on the plane he kind of started to grip the handle or the the chair arms and he seemed really nervous who knows what his background was with flying but he was this really um bigger man with broad shoulders probably really strong but yet he was nervous on the plane and he started to grip the 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 arms of his chair so it kind of turned it on its head how we have these conceptions that oh she's this blind woman and she must need all the help in the world where he's this big, tall, sturdy man, and he doesn't need help at all. But yet he was the one who was anxious on the plane, and she'd done it a million times. So I just thought it was a cool article to kind of um, shine light on because it just kind of helps to show that there are misconceptions about people who are blind or have disabilities and that Yes, again, putting my lawyer hat on, we do have all the rights um, and reasonable accommodations when we fly or get other services. But that, you know, as a societal, um, you know, background, we need to, to realize that we can't just make assumptions about everything and just assume that we need help with everything. Um, So that was one of the first ones that Kelly posted and that we saw on social media that I think is a great one. And again, all of these have been posted, so you can go back and find them, um, and we can send them out again, too, if people are interested. Another one I wanted to quickly shine light on was one called, um, it was all about criminal justice and the benefits that... um, uh, persons with disabilities um, might be experiencing with the criminal justice reform that Congress has started to talk about. Um, things are still moving slowly, so we don't have anything major to report back, but um, Congress and the 115th Congress that just ended about a month ago and the new Congress have started to shine light on some prison reform issues. Um I won't get political. Everybody has a different perspective on uh, prison reform, but with some of the things that have been talked about, uh, prison reform that's going on might have some really positive impact on the disability community as a whole, which includes those of us who are blind or visually impaired. Um, statistics have shown that, and this is not a new stat, this is an ongoing, long-lasting stat, that people with disabilities make up a very significant portion of inmates, both in federal prisons as well as state jails and prisons, um, so a very significant portion of those inmates have disabilities, but they're not receiving the accommodations that they need. Um and um, a lot of times people with disabilities end up in prison in the first place because they never received the accommodations they needed. For instance, I'm sure many people are familiar with the term um, the school-the-prison pipeline, that students aren't getting the accommodations they need. Um, they have different types of disabilities. It sets them up um, for the negative consequences, and then they end up um, in jail because they never got the accommodations they needed in school. Um, so we're seeing. A lot of different issues like that, but thankfully Congress has started to talk about making um, some reform in these situations that are going to have, hopefully, knock on wood, um, some really positive consequences for the disability community as a whole. Um, and at least what was seen about a month ago when this article came out, it was bipartisan, meeting both parties, the Democratic and Republican parties, both and know that it's an important thing. So I just wanted to highlight this this issue because um, it does potentially have some really awesome um, positive impact on the disability community, community because, again, the disability community makes up a huge fraction of those who are currently uh, prisoners in prisons and jails. So, uh, hopefully, this will have a positive impact and will start to positively impact those who are blind or visually impaired within the, the uh, you know, federal and state jail populations. Um, so, that's another one you guys can see that's been posted. Um, And then one last one that I thought would be fun just to highlight has to do with hiring people with disabilities, and the article was titled, Hiring People with Disabilities is Good Business. Um, I thought this was really exciting. I will give the caveat that I am not a business person, I am not an economist, I don't pretend to understand all the, the stats and the numbers, but... We all know that at the end of the day, businesses want to make money. That's what drives them. And this article really looks at the fact that hiring people with disabilities has a very positive impact on these big businesses. And that's going to make these big businesses happy. They want to make money. And at the end of the day, that's going to have a huge impact on our country. Um, And so this is going to get businesses excited. Um, So studies have shown that businesses who hire people with disabilities – outperform that's outperform that's do better than other companies so this is huge huge because it drives profitability and again what do businesses want they want to be profitable um, so statistics are showing that if you hire people with disabilities it's going to bring in more revenue um, so that's a huge thing um, there's a lot of statistics that were in the article I tried taking note on them but some of them started speaking uh, businesses that I do not speak so if you guys want to look at those stats I encourage you to go back and read the article again that's been posted because it's really exciting. Um, There's something called the Disability Equality Index, or DEI, and it's a big um, group out there that does measurements continuously in the profitability world of um, businesses that use um, or hire people with disabilities. Again, it's a language I do not speak, but I'm sure lots of people out there do. Um, Some really good statistics and uh, data, they're constantly um, collecting, so I encourage of you, encourage those of you who speak that language or want to speak that language to check it out. And again, we've posted the article so you can see it. Um, So the article also touched base on a couple of some really big businesses we've all heard of that have done different programs to hire people with different disabilities and the positive impacts that have been seen. So the first one was Bank of America, B of A. We've all heard of them. Um, They brought together a team of people with intellectual or developmental disabilities um, and brought together a support service team, and it's had a really positive impact Um, The next one, Microsoft. We love Microsoft here at ACB. ACB has a great um, relationship with Microsoft. And Microsoft's built um, a lot of different things. One specifically, this article highlighted, but it's not the only thing they've done. But they built um, a successful disability hiring program for people who are autistic. And that's really had some positive impacts on their profitability. And the last one, CVS. I go to CVS all the time for stuff. Um, They have a program to highlight the strengths of employees with disabilities and strength of people with disabilities. That was the thing that this article really touched on, that they're not just doing this, you know, nice thing where, oh, they're hiring people with disabilities, which, you know, is not a bad thing. But no, they're really emphasizing as well that this has very strong um, economic profitability um, situations going on. And they highlighted a few different things that have made them successful. Um, Providing assistive technology for their employees in these communities has a lot of positive um, ramifications. They have a lot of different mentoring programs going on for people with disabilities or employees with disabilities. Um, They have awareness through grassroots programs to really getting in there and having initiatives to hire people. Um, Make sure that there's representation of people with disabilities. Um, So that's a huge thing. One of the things the article talked about is the fact that people with disabilities are also the customers, the consumers. Like I said, I go to CVS all the time for stuff. Um, I'm a consumer with a disability. If you have people with disabilities behind the scenes working for these companies, they're going to know what products we want, what uh, layout is going to work for us, how advertising is going to appeal to us. If you have somebody with a disability who's blind, etc., on their side, they're going to be able to serve us better as customers. So again, I hate for it to be all about the dollars, but when you're behind the business, that's obviously important for them. And so that's going to be really, really important for them. Um, yeah, so this is important, and I'm looking at some statistics really quick. Uh, the Bureau of Statistics said that only 29% of people with disabilities were employed compared to the about 75% of those without disabilities. So this is just highlighting why it's important to get people into the workplace, because when people with disabilities are working, they're making money, and it's helping our economy. Um the statistic I saw in this also said that when you hire with pe- people with disabilities, it actually increases the GDP of the entire United States. We have obviously want a stronger GDP, so that's really important. Um, like I was just saying, having persons with disabilities, people who are blind behind the scenes, helps um, give a new insight, a new perspective um, to... Uh, to the products, to the services, whatever they're providing. And people with disabilities are the third largest consumer group. I didn't know that. I hadn't heard that before I read this article. So that's huge for the third, uh, third largest consumer community, obviously, If you produce things the way we want them, that are going to help us, that are going to benefit us, that are going to appeal to us, they're going to make money. So that's a huge thing. If you hire people with disabilities, if you hire the blind community, um, that's going to be big. Um, So I could go on and on about this particular article because I found it really, really informative. But yeah, that was a pretty exciting article that we posted as well that you can check out. Um, So those are just three different posts we had up on our social media and through our listservs um, just to give you guys a taste of what's going on in Congress in the business world, um, you know, in a social, you know, consumer-based world, just kind of a fun little array of different topics and articles that are out there that are looking at our perspective as people who are blind or visually impaired. So I hope that was interesting and fun and just kind of gave you a taste of what we're constantly looking at and posting out there and talking about um, so, again, that was our first episode back after the New Year. So welcome to 2019. Again, please always feel free to reach out to us at advocacy at acb.org. That's advocacy at acb.org. And please stay tuned for some of our cool guest speakers that are coming in the next few weeks. Thanks, everybody. And remember, keep advocating. You've been listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. For questions and comments, email advocacy at acb.org. Learn more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting us online at www.acb.org.